take two over here. Wow. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here. Welcome to another episode of Climate Change in the Multiverse. I'm here with Miss Molly Jane, the one and only. Thank you for being here, Molly. Molly's an oracle. She's an alien and an angel and just just light <laughs> embodied. I'm so grateful to know you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Any chance that I can get just to talk about any sort of weird stuff, I'm here for it. Yes, yes. Let's dig in. So before we catch up, I want to make a note of the energy that's been going on lately. I heard you describe it recently. You were saying, you're like, it's a portal, but portal's not the right word. And I've been calling, like, it slipped out of my mouth a couple of months ago. I was like, Vortal. I was like, Vortex? Portal? Which one is it? And I'm like, it's both. (laughs) Wow, that's cool. That's cool. A Vortal. (laughs) I love the the human language and how limited we are Mm. in being able to explain the things that are really going on. And even then, like, Vortal, that's just like something, it feels okay to our brain to say that because it's also not quite right, but it's still unique to our brain and it's, it doesn't represent anything. It doesn't have any, um, like, attachments to that word already. So that feels the best on my system when you say mm-hmm. that. But even then, still, it's not the right word. <laughs> like, words are limited and it kills me. Um Okay, so should we talk about the energies at the moment? Yeah, tell me what you're feeling. Okay, so basically, God, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do we begin? Okay, so what we'll do, let's let's time stamp the energies of where we're at right now at the moment. So we've got a full moon that's coming up tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. We're also in something that you may see in the social media world called the Lionsgate portal. Mm. And so this is this is where I do probably have some things to work through because I have some resistance in like saying like the Lionsgate portal. Like I don't like because again, it feels limited to me. It doesn't feel a hundred percent authentic in the way that we are trying to describe what it truly is. So maybe that's where my resistance comes from. I'm learning something new about myself already. We're one minute in. (laughs) Um, So what is the the way I – okay, so first of all, I'm an oracle and I have the ability to – for people who are just wondering, I have the ability to – what I've been saying lately is trans I'm exceptionally good at translating the language of energy in all dimensions. So I can kind of get to a certain state and then I can translate the energy because sometimes words are limited. Mm. So based on that, what I have seen when I've looked at the Lionsgate portal is there's this very thin layer in the atmosphere that seems to be integrating more light into Earth's surface. And it's on brand of what is happening to the planet and this big shift that we're going through. And, you know, if we zoom out um, a little bit further than that, you know, we've all heard we're going from 3D to 5D and all of that as well. Bullshit, right? Whatever, whatever. Words are limited. But what is happening from my perspective and from what I've seen is more light is being integrated onto the planet, which in turn flushes out density to bring the earth to a higher frequency, right? And when I say higher frequency, I don't necessarily mean better or worse. I literally just mean faster. 
Mm. It's a faster frequency. A higher frequency is a faster frequency. A lower frequency is a slower frequency. And when something's slower, there's more density. There's more mass. Mm. Like we're, we're, there's more of this, whereas if something's a little bit higher, there's less density, um, which means we're operating like faster and more lighter. And yes, that in human terms is a little bit more positive, so to speak. But that's kind of what's happening overall. So then we have these little portals or whatever where they integrate more light at that time during the year, and that's what's happening with the Lionsgate portal at the moment. So what people might be feeling is their own internal shifts where, you know, it might have been like a week or a couple of weeks ago they felt like they were in a pressure cooker where everything, all this density was just like coming up to the surface. And, you know, it it could be personal, but you also may have been feeling the collective's energy as well. Like it's not, it's not just our things, but our human brain likes to attach meaning to why we're feeling a certain way. Hmm. So with this pressure cooker vibes, it's almost like it was all coming up, it was all coming up, it was all coming up. And then I don't know about you, but the last two days I've just had a shift and I've just been like, oh, <laughs> yes have you oh my gosh the past week has felt like I'm, I'm in the center of a tornado and it's like moving around there's all this but I'm like kind of in the center and I'm stable because I'm in the center but I'm shifting with it and yeah. it, and it's like I don't know where it's going or I do but it's like it feels like a falling into place like I feel like it's been a trust fall and that, that like, my priorities have shifted, and I'm just seeing, like, I'm, like, this energy has been building up for about a month for me, like, of, like, I can only focus on what I need, what I can, what's what's in front of me, what's most important. And the things that, like, everything else just kind of falls by the wayside, I'm, like, oh, it's just one piece at a time, and I have to get, this is where the energy needs to go. And, like, so many things are just kind of sliding away, and it's, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It's so freeing so freeing and I think yeah I think that's a similar vibe I think I said to you right before we started I'm like I have to just get rid of all energetic liabilities Mm. and it's a bit more black and white now like it's just like I can't like it's not selfish it's actually self-love to just know what's pulling you out of alignment (laughs) and what's not but like you know what's pulling you out of your your most centered, stable, peaceful state, you know, and just deciding whether it's really worth staying in your life or not. Mm, yes. I was thinking about that and think like, cause with one area of my life, I'm taking baby steps out of something. I've been just up against this work thing and being like, what do I do with this work thing? Do I, what capacity do I continue it at? What, what effort do I put into it? What resources am I being, um, given in exchange for this work. And I, I felt like I'm like, there's one impulse cut and run, like bah, burn bridges, get, you know, and I'm like, it's not that. And then the other impulse is like, well, just do everything for free and sacrifice yourself. And, you know, and um, n- neither of those are correct. So I've been find, trying to find this middle path. And like, it's so I haven't known what that looked like. So I was just taking a step forward. And in my mind, I was like, well, you have to have the solution. You have to know exactly what you're doing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know I want to walk the middle path and I know I need to take a step forward and it's a building block and I'll reassess as I go. But the energy has just been so clear. Like there's just like walls when I go to somewhere that it's not meant to be anymore. It's just like, oof. 
and and because I've been a lot living in a way that allows myself to be free, like you and I both have experienced living home free quite extensively, and that's how we met um, through our travels and just th- be throwing yourself to the wind and not necessarily knowing we're going to be next week or t- even tomorrow night and just receiving the invitations and feeling out the energy is just like, whoa, and it's all shifting too, but it's just like, yes, oh, this, and then like, it's this little kind of energetic puzzle of just like feeling it all out. Right. And this is something that I always think about too. We're quite privileged to be able to be in a situation to do that. So, you know, sometimes like I'm always like, you know, just follow the flow and do this and do that. And I'm like, a lot of people who I talk to can't actually do that. But then, I don't know, like we all do have a choice to try and set up our way, our life in a way where it can be more free in order to support our impulses like that I Mm. guess so you know I guess I just want to say props to you for putting yourself in a really uncomfortable situation to be able to live that freely and be able to live in a space where you can trust your impulses enough like that because that does take bravery Mm. it does it's not all bloody rainbows and unicorns like it's just not everyone's like oh you live in the best life I'm like yeah sometimes it's fucked but it's also fun yeah it's hard it takes it's taking a lot of practice like a couple years ago you know I'd be crying like you know my bank account's down to zero I don't know where the next money's coming in I don't know where I'm sleeping like but then I just I kept being shown like that I'm supported in community and that when I take this step forward like it's just trust like the Terrence McKenna quote like when you the the universe is a feather bed. I forget the exact quote, but it's just like when you, the, that's the secret, the key, the, the shamanic dance under the waterfall is like when you leap into the abyss and find mm-hmm. out it's a feather bed. Right. And you know what? That kind of makes me think about, I feel like the concept and the paradigm around abundance is shifting and uh, like every, like every paradigm shifting at the moment, but abundance, especially our human brains are conditioned to be like, oh my God, I need to have, I need to have like, you know, enough there like for the next 17 months and blah, blah, blah. And if I don't, like, I'm going to have a heart attack when really we've been living in this space where we have been shown constantly that even though sometimes we might get down to the wire, we're always granted with enough. It's our expectations of more that trip us up. Mm. And really that is the definition of abundance, just knowing that it's we're always supported, we're always safe, and it might not look like the way that we had it planned to look like in our head, um, but our resources are always there. It's like, I don't know, I'm going to get this story wrong. I'm going to get this story wrong and I'm going to have a crack, all right? I'm going to have a crack. So it's like that saying how or there was this guy on an island, right, and he was stranded, he had nothing, and then he was praying to God. He was like, please, God, come and save me. God's going to come and save me. And then a boat comes past, and, and they were like, hey, come jump on the boat. And he was like, nah, nah, that's nah, all good. God's going to come and save me. And then a helicopter comes past, and, and they were like, here, come. And he's like, nah, nah, it's all good. God's coming to save me. He's going to bring me everything I need. Like, it's all good. And then, like, the third thing came past. I can't remember what it was, but we'll call it a drone. Probably wasn't a drone, but we'll call it a drone. And they were like, what do you need? And he's like, nah, nah, all good. And then God comes along. God's like, what are you doing, bro? This is not quote for quote, by the way. And 
And and the guy was like, oh, you're here. And God's like, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. And I sent you the drone. Like, why aren't you accepting help in those forms? He's like, oh, I thought you were going to bring everything up. So you get the gist. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, we always have enough. Mm. It might not look like the way we thought it was going to look like. Totally. It's totally the ego going like, what's next? What's what, what does the future hold? Like the ego can't live in the present. It's always fixating on the past or the future. And like, because we need, well, the, the, the abundance within this capitalist paradigm has just, just trapped us in this fear, this fear cycle, because we do need money to survive, you know, and the cost of living is rising and a lot everyone's feeling that tension even if it's just in the collective like your point earlier is well taken that's something I'm always reminding myself when I feel anxiety I'm like is this mine or is it collective and like of course it's both but like you talk a lot about um, energetic clearing and um, being aware of your your auric space around you because like there's all these things coming in. There's just so much, like, even if it's just the sound outside your window of construction or, like, the thing that you scrolled through, like, we're always imprinting and mingling with these other energies, and they affect us in ways that we don't understand. 100%. 100%. It's so important. If And that was, like, one of the real, like, first things, I guess, that I understood, just how important it is to have a clear energetic field, um, a clear extension of our energetic field so our space that we're living in you know if you go to hotels like you know this is our semi-our gypsy life we're going into a hotel and if I don't like cleanse the space with either sound or smoke or whatever it it, all the people who have slept in the bed before me I'm just like sleeping in all of their energetic shit you know energetic hygiene is so important like and I've told stories before like and we've all had stories like this where you go to the supermarket or whatever and you come back and you just feel like shit or you hang out with someone and you're so drained afterwards or whatever and that's evidence in itself enough you know that's just the tip of the iceberg evidence that energetically we are imprinted with things that aren't ours so imagine what we don't know it's so important to cleanse your energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so we can have the clarity to know what we're feeling, like talking about what's next and stepping into things because the world is shifting so dramatically and perhaps <clears throat> people like you and I feel it in a, in a certain dynamic because we're in constant movement and, and adapting. Um, there could be more of a flow there, but uh, for all of us, we're learning into um, following the energy. And as you're speaking, it made me think of the like muscle testing and the lean test. Like, cause for me, accessing my intuition and knowing what's correct for me has been a struggle over the years. Like I've done a lot of work with tarot and then astrology and like talking to intuitive readers and felt like I kept outsourcing my knowing. Um, and even something like a muscle test, um, I'm like, ah, oh, can I even trust that? But now like, you know, you can kind of push any tool, like you can keep pulling the tarot until you get something different, you know, but like, it's gonna, you know, if you're, if you're abusing these things, they're not going to work with you. But yeah, yeah, just having a clear energetic flow and like the muscle test um, for people who are listening, like you just put your pointer finger and your thumb together and you pull your other pointer finger through it and say like, you know, my name is Kelly. And I see the the fingers stay together or like, my name is Bob. And then it goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. my name's Bob. My name's Bob. 
you know, to be like, it's in my highest and best good to go to the island today. Oh, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like, where am I going tonight? Where am I staying tomorrow? This is currently where I am. Apparently it is, but <laughs> that's where I don't know. Cause there's like, there's so many subtleties, but the lean test is another one where you're standing up and you just kind of like lean forward a bit and you say something like, Oh, I want to go to the, like, uh, it's my best interest to go to this movie tonight. And like, do you, does the energy fall forward? Is there flow or is there a block? Yeah. 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 Interesting. It's also interesting. It's all, uh, and, and this goes, I think I was saying this on my live yesterday, how truth is so, um, it's not black and white anymore. It's like, what is true for someone, for you, for me, like whatever. It's not just like black and white anymore. It's got this depth to it now and almost kind of like, like, yes, there's facts, but then if we dig deep enough, like, you could almost find, like, a little bit of truth to, like, anything. Mm. So when when we say, like, for intuition, right, and muscle testing, yes, our body might be saying, you know, should I go to work today? And it's like, well, my body says I shouldn't go to work today. But then, like, there's the truth to that is if, like, you don't go to work, you're probably going to get fired. And, you know, there might be, like, something else in there. So it's like... You've got to use, you've got to always kind of be in this balanced place where you can weigh up the pros and cons of, you know, what is actually intuition, what you can follow to, you know, what you maybe can just ignore. But then it's so, like, it's so hard. Like, we're being such a Gemini and um, Virgo right now. <laughs> like, such a Gemini and Virgo right now, Mercury led signs. I'm just like, there's truth to everything, blah, blah, blah. But like, seriously, there is. It's crazy. I could go insane if I wanted to. I go insane all the time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm also a Gemini rising. So like, <laughs> it's just like, I'm just like, bah! and like, yeah. no, I mean, like, what is truth in a multiverse, right? You know, we have this this mythology that there's a set reality out there that exists outside of us. And that's just not true. We're all existing from our little point of positionality and we all see like our little world, you know, but it's like it's infinite out there. And truth is like truth. I, I do believe there are these like root truths in terms of energetic dynamics and like polarities and like constructs of duality. But in terms of interpersonal truth, like, you know, my personal experience and yeah, the like, is it in my highest and best interest to go to work today? It's like, well, you're, you're using your body as a tool to see what you're resonating at, you know, but it's not like there's no yes or no or black or white. There's so many complexities at play, as you said, like, you yeah. know, we have to survive in this world. Oh, but sometimes we have to show up and take risks and do things differently. And like, what does that look like? And where do I go? And then, yeah, our little yeah. mercury minds explode. <laughs> so it's interesting because then maybe like the answer is that you know and I think I have said this before just like pick something and go with it like you know our attachments to holding on to the right or wrong answer is the thing that trips us up like just like should we all just be like going with it and flowing with it and making the best of whatever the situation is that comes up like you know it, it's your brain that's like oh if I had to pick this then maybe this would have happened and blah 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 but it's like we don't really know so we just have to kind of make the most of where we're at well you said this um a month or so ago and it just just sunk so deeply for me was that like you just have to accept the choice you've made like there's no wrong choice because I still mm -hmm. grapple with a lot of sort of sin ideology like I'm bad or I'm wrong if I do x y or z you know whether it's I'm not working hard enough or if I 
drink some alcohol. You know, there's all sorts of different ways in which I can beat myself up for not being good enough because I'm not seeing the like quote unquote manifested reality that capitalism told me. Um, But, but when you said that, I was just like, right. It's just about like resonating with what is. And I was, I was sitting with that and it was hitting me. And then a couple of days later I was with a friend in Portland and, uh, I was like, oh, I want to get this beer. And then I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't, you know, or whatever. And she was just like, do what thou wills. Yeah. And, like, that's uh, Crowley. Alistair Crowley is like, do as thou wilt. That should be the whole of the law, you know. Like, that's it. Yeah. Just do yeah. it and, like, embrace that you're doing it. And, and don't judge yourself for doing it. And, like, if you're going to do do it and set yourself yeah. free. This is a big one, and it's funny because before any podcast I do, I always pick a tarot card of what the theme is going to be, and it, I got the five of wands, and it was about fight, but it was fighting with yourself, mm. and um, and this, it's this very topic of um, you know what's right, what's wrong, you know I should do this, I shouldn't do this, and I've done, I, I feel like. I have done a lot of work around this, and I worked with a couple of mentors when like my powers or whatever were starting to like come through and they did a lot of psyche work on me going to really really dark places in my psyche like the most ugliest there's a helicopter out there I don't know if you can hear it it's just like circling at the at my window basically so as long as you you can still um hear me so yeah, this work, and it was like going to different places in my psyche where, and stretching my psyche to places where my brain hasn't taken me before. So, you know, me imagining me being violent, imagining me being like just feral, me going into the middle of like a really busy place and just acting like an animal, like just doing random things that this Molly would never do in real human 3D life, but stretching my psyche to go there. And then what it did is it made me, me, this me, more accepting of the dirtier or the uglier parts because my psyche had already been stretched to go there, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And I felt like that really helped. Like just, you know, doing the opposite of what this body thought I needed to do and meditating on me doing like just the most fucked up shit. (laughs) But it worked. And I know I'm never going to do it in this life because like my soul blueprint, I just could never do something like that. But if I – stretched my psyche to go there then all of a sudden me saying no to somebody and putting a boundary in place was it a walk in the park you know (laughs) (laughs) you're like we've been to the depths like this is yeah I'm like we've we've gone we've gone to the depths like uh you know my mind has gone to places your mind will never have gone and and now just pulling myself back into like basic like ah who cares and acceptance of me acceptance of this like and I just think it's so important that's the most freeing thing like to be able to just be free and not have to worry about opinions and people worrying about you know what you're doing and them worrying about who you are and blah 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 because if you know who you are and you accept who you are then it just does not matter what the world thinks it just Mm. doesn't Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you came to your gifts out of a dark place. Yes. Right. Yeah. Would, would you tell us a little bit about that? Cause that's what's coming up for me when you're talking about going there in the psyche. And like, not only did you uh, voluntarily go there, you also found yourself in a place where 
maybe you didn't feel like you had that autonomy or sovereignty to 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 be free but then it like triggered this deeper layer of exploration Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was um, in a relationship for 14 years and, you know, 10 of that were pretty good, pretty good, right? Um, but then, you know, the truth started to come undone and there was a lot of layers there. But basically towards the end of the relationship, I didn't realise how controlled or manipulated I was because I was a child when we got together and he was my God, essentially. Like I just, whatever he said was truth and Bible and, you know, I had the best dad in the world. So I genuinely thought that all masculine men were just like my dad. So when I blindly went like head first into a relationship at the age of 17, I just expected him to be like my dad. And it wasn't. And this 14-year period, it was just a constructed lie. Um, There was abuse, manipulation, just like just so much, so, so much. And then once we kind of got to the end, he (laughs) – you'll think this is funny. (laughs) He's a triple Taurus. So he was very possessive, ownership, um, and – uh, it took me a lot to get away. It took me a lot to get away. So there were times, you know, uh, look, it, I won't go into full details because I don't feel like it's really necessary, but it does feel like this period, it was like a good three to four years of me really trying to get away. And I was so controlled and squashed and like he wouldn't sign the divorce papers I had to physically like a couple of times I'd get back to the house and have to leave in the middle of the night with an overnight bag left everything at the house there was times you know I would be in Airbnbs or hotels just so dark because I wasn't allowed to tell anyone what was going on he would threaten to do things to me and yeah so there was it was just I was in a prison I was in a mental prison, I was in a physical prison, and as a result of that, in the depths, I had no choice but to start looking at aspects of myself, of how I had got myself into a situation like this in the first place. Like, it was the biggest ego death I've ever been through because my whole world, everything that I looked at no longer looked the same. And I just had to just reconstruct this whole new world, my whole identity again, but then also make sure that I was clearing a lot of this trauma from my vessel because I didn't want to, you know, go into other relationships and poison people. And and I didn't want to be bitter either as well. I didn't want this to really just ruin me. I didn't want this to ruin me and it very well could have. So as a result of that, it ended up being the biggest gift ever because once I started to pull all of this stuff away and like clear this vessel I was like wow I wasn't giving myself credit for like how like big I could be you know I was in a relationship with a six foot four steroid monster and I was this little five foot three just like whatever you want and I was like he was keeping me small physically and mentally. And when I got to break away from that, finally, I was like, 
I'm so much bigger than him. Like, <laughs> and it feels good. It felt good. So what I got to do was like really feel into my edges, like really feel into my edges. And this is what I live by now. And this is why I say it's the biggest gift of all because, you know, we could have been soulmates. Well, we were soulmates, right? We chose this before we came. He he volunteered his tribute to come and be the biggest dog, and that's a compliment, on the planet to, you know, just drill me into the ground, break me to pieces because he knew how strong my soul would be and I would come back from it. And as a result, if I did, I was going to go to all the edges of me and I was going to make sure everyone else was going to go to all the edges of them as a result of that. So I'd do it all again. Wow. Mm. Mm, thank you for that. that. And just the, the feeling of going to the edge is like, yes. Oh, it's the, the, um, the insecurity and the lack of confidence, like just to me has been such a, just a strong, like, I don't know. I'm just like, feel like a lasso around you where you're like, I don't like, am I sure? Is this really who, am I okay? You know, like we're so, there's just, there's so much that's put on us and so much that we put on ourselves that keeps us small when like, we're all here to be 10 feet tall. Yes, we are. We are. And that's all I want. Like I, I, that's genuinely all I want for people is to feel that freedom and to go to the edges of who they are. Because I really do believe that everyone at their core isn't bad. No, I really do believe that. I, and I do. I see the best in everyone. And, you know, it's just some little factors that might get put in play, like, you know, contracts, ancestral history, like whatever, right? It, it's that make all of that. But I feel like most people genuinely at the core aren't that bad. So this is why I'm such a, you know, I'm talking about this and I want to get everyone to get their energy right and all of this because I know if they just make a couple of little tweaks here and there they can clear away and then all of a sudden the essence of their soul starts to seeps through again and they're like oh I remember and then the more you remember the more you start to like just like be okay you melt into the okayness of you and then it just doesn't matter what the world's saying anymore and that's freedom Mm. Mm. And this light, you know, talking, coming back to the portal, the portal, uh, portal. (laughs) this, this energy that's coming through, like removing the density, that's helping people get them. Um, I wanted to say with the the word portal, I think like, and I love your resistance to words. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're boundaried and they're, they're, they're these containers, these boxes, and we all have our own different relationship with the box. Um, uh, and, and portal to me feels like something that has a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm. Like it's linear. Like a portal is like something that you step through. Yes. And, and in a sense, like that is a pair, like that is a metaphor for, for what's happening, but like, I feel like it's so not linear and it's so much, and if there was a linearity to it, it would be about depth or a deepening or a removal of layers instead of a stepping through of something. 
hundred percent, a hundred percent. And even as you're saying that, I can see like all these white flashes of light. Like it's like I can see the earth actually getting thinner as we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's depth. It's what you're saying. It looks like depth. It's like they were just showing me the um like the visual representation of what you were saying. And it was, it was depth. It was like this. It wasn't just, but it went round as well. It wasn't just like a, oh, I'm stepping through. But our humans have to limit the, the everything <laughs> because, <laughs> because we can't understand it otherwise. And it's tough. We couldn't live a human experience if we were taking in all of that information. Like, I don't, I don't think like, you know, I think, you know, you say everything, I'm like everything everywhere all at once. That's the multiverse, right? You know, and it's, it is everything everywhere is all at once. Like it's the no thing. It's the divine consciousness. Like we're all just emerging out of it, but we emerge in these bodies in the experience of duality because we're in a body, there is separation. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Like that is so difficult. Like there's so many ways my brain can go with this. It's just like, where do you stop? Like this is why I like I went so crazy for a while there that I had to learn how to be a human again. And now it's my number one priority. Like number one. Like. And this is why it's funny coming to LA, right? Like everyone's all, you know, which is fine. We've all been there, but everyone's like, woo, woo, like Topanga and blah, blah, blah. And it's great. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love that people are like this. But it's like you kind of have to come back full circle and remember that we're humans having a human experience. And that's the most important spiritual thing of all, not like doing psychedelics every weekend and bypassing and going to an ayahuasca ceremony and like not doing all of that. The most spiritual thing that you can do is show up as a human and dance this motherfucking dance. That's tough. It's not meant to be easy. (laughs) It's not meant to be easy, but that's the point of it. Like this beautiful contrast that we get to experience on this planet is the soul stretching that's going to, you know, collect the data for, you know, the aliens or whatever, like whatever it is, whatever it is. No one knows. No one knows. (laughs) Like consciousness is here to meet itself. It needs to meet itself at every little angle in every little way. And it's like all these different expressions. And It's funny. Like you say everything everywhere all at once. I'm like, this all matters, but it also doesn't. So make sure you're having fun. Make sure you're getting up every day and you're enjoying your coffee. And you're going and you're having a dance in the kitchen. And, you know, like last night, it was midnight. I had a burst of energy. I was like, I'm like, I'm not going to wait for this. I was eating a choc, chip coo- a choc chip cookie and I was like, well, it seems like the perfect time to learn the choreography to Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. And I, <laughs> I genuinely learn it and I'm so good at it. That's amazing. <laughs> it was midnight. <laughs> you got the braids and everything. You're all set up to. I know. Like, I really, like, I'll, I'm going to show you. I'm going to do a video. Yes, please. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, this, like, we may as well have fun, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, we just we lose ourselves in trying to gain all this knowledge and information when really we're just going to be chasing our tail. Yeah, knowledge is ultimately shallow, shallow waters, isn't it? Yeah. 
But it's also, that's the non-black and white truth thing again, because it's also power. Mm. Like, it's, there's so many layers. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers. But, like, you know, ultimately, like, this truth that we're looking for, we could just be digging and digging and digging. But then knowledge is power. Like, if you know yourself, that's power, because in any given situation, you can show up and just be like, well, you know, here I am. Take it or leave it. And that's power. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. No one knows. And we're all seeking um, recognition. We're all, we all want to be witnessed. We want to know ourselves. I think that, that that's an intrinsic human thing. And and then how do you know yourself? How do you know what you want? Because part of knowing yourself is, 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 is knowing where you're going or having an idea of what you're leaning into. And how do we know this? Because there's just so much that is put on us and I've been thinking about the Barbie movie a lot and these concepts of pink and blue like this duality these constructs like I think the pink can also be seen as the red and you know we know the red and the blue pill in the matrix you know it's like very much this like dualistic paradigm of these two energies and it's just been you know speaking about the the vortal and the energies of like what's happening I've been feeling this integration and like Mm -hmm. even just you know, everybody's talking about the Barbie movie, but, like, I think that's so interesting that everyone's talking about it because, like, even even if you're not aware that you're talking about, like, this masculine-feminine duality, like, you can't talk about that, 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 this cultural device without, without, without touching on the depths of everything, really. Yeah. I know. It, it was such a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It, and it, it did. I would love to watch it again mm. and probably another two times to really just see it from a few different layers. But you're right. You, you, you yeah, I, re- I did read your article on that. It was really, really good. And I think you should put these on LinkedIn if you're not already. I'm thinking I'm, of, thank you for that reminder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. When I was walking, I was like, I need to tell you to stop putting these on LinkedIn. Cause I know a lot of writers who have been putting their work on LinkedIn and getting so much work from it. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. I will do that. I think LinkedIn, I deleted it a little while ago. Cause I was like, I'm an artist. I don't need LinkedIn. <laughs> You do. One of my so, clients was like, are you on LinkedIn? I was like, oh, I'll get back on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have to be. And isn't that so annoying? Like, oh, social media in itself. Like, even me, I was like, oh, I'm like, if I don't get on and put in a little bank deposit of, like, me on social media, like, I don't sell stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's it's interesting. It's funny, that social media world. But it, it that's perspective as well. That's me being negative about it when I could see it as just like, well, it's an opportunity to connect with people and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, you know, again, choosing something and then making the most of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Oh, so how's Venice these days? How's, um, I saw you there about a month ago. We connected in Venice. So Molly, Molly and I, we met in Guatemala. Um, and I was just reflecting. It's so funny because after I saw you that day, I went and met with some other friends who I'd met in Guatemala years previous. And guess who later today, I got a call from my friend Sin, who I met in Guatemala a couple of weeks after I met you. We're connecting in Vancouver. She just happens to be here. So we're meeting this afternoon. I'm like, every time That's I... so crazy. <laughs> Honestly, Guatemala, like, but this is what I mean about portals or whatever. Yeah. I feel that, well, this is grid work, right? There's certain areas of the grid 
that you get attracted to, that you need energetic blueprint, because it's all about energetic blueprint and upgrading your DNA with certain light, right? And then on the grid, on the planet, if it's broken up into little grid squares, there's certain grids that hold a different frequency that you can go to to give your body a certain energetic blueprint upgrade through the light or whatever, or the sun gives you upgrades or um, energy healings or food or interactions with people. So when you get called to go to a place, you receive this energetic upgrade and blueprint upgrade from there and then everyone kind of spurts out and like then gives the upgrades to wherever. But this is constantly happening on such a large scale that our brains don't even realize. So the, the fact – it's actually funny. The, I remember the meditation that I had in Guatemala because I have like real vivid meditations and I remember the 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 natives of the land um they I could see them giving me something um and so I wonder if like that was happening to a lot of people but like people just don't realize because I'm just visual in meditation but maybe when you were sleeping you were receiving codes from like the natives of the land or whatever but anyways Mm. so I felt that I felt like because I was there for five weeks this time and four weeks was in, in Antigua where we met. And so I I'd never spent that long. Like I rarely spend that long in a place. You know, that's a big that's a big commitment. And I felt that especially after I visited um, Volcan Pacaya. I don't know if you climb that one. Um, no, I'd rather do, though. It looks so good. Yeah. So it's about an hour or two outside of Antigua. And it's a it's a pretty straightforward hike, but it's an active volcano and like people are roasting marshmallows and, and like Oh no, I did do that one. Yeah. I did do that one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And I felt yeah. like I I came back down, I had I like I had this wild dream and I felt so activated and I worked on my book outline like for like eighteen hours straight. And like I had and other times being there, I just like would do a bit of yoga and, and sometimes smoke some cannabis and I just feel so deeply tapped into the energy there and not in a way where I'm like seeing um, other people or entities. For me, it's just this embodied feeling. And I've experienced that in Los Angeles, too. And like I almost I felt like I tapped in like at one point in Los Angeles, I felt I, I tapped into that energy. And I know because when I write, it's different, like it comes oh. out differently. Sometimes I'll write and I'm like, this is just, it's just words coming out and they make sense because I know how to do this. But then like other times I'm in this flow and it's just such a different cadence. And in Guatemala, it came out so differently. And I feel like, I feel like it's a special place for me individually, but I feel like it's just a a special place for anyone because of the energetic dynamics of uh, that grid or whatever, whatever it is. Hectic. That most hectic grid, and and it's funny because I had that meditation after I climbed that mountain, mm. that same one that you did. Wow. And I remember I felt like I was high when I got off. Like my vibration was like, and then the last night before Sam and I left, because I was with my brother, we there was a big um, earthquake. Were you there for the earthquake? I was there for the earthquake, yeah. And it was huge. Like, we got woken up. I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. the grid there is electric, mm. electric. Mm. So, and it's funny, Venice, I, I feel like there's a pocket in Venice that has a very similar grid. Mm. Um, same, same, but different, but electric. And I guess this is why I'm always drawn to Venice, always drawn to Venice. And there is a lot of creatives in Venice. If I go more inland, I don't feel the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But so it's interesting. But everyone's different. Again, like you know, you know where you're drawn to. You know where you feel alive. I was in Dubai. I felt like there was zero electricity there. Zero. Mm. Zero. I was like, why am I so flat? Like I just feel like, what? Mm. And even me the oracle energy person of the world, you know, like who has an abundance of energy. I I had to work harder in order to generate electricity in my body in order to feel something, anything. Um, And if I didn't do that, I would have been very easily just sucked into whatever the vibe was of Dubai Mm. in that moment. And I think that's an important thing to note to people who are watching. If you're in a place where you just feel blah, you have to work harder to generate some sort of electricity or energy in your body. Otherwise, you're just going to be a victim to falling to whatever the energies are of the collective in that space. Mm, mm. What tools do you offer to beginners when they're when they're beginning that journey? Breath, a lot of breath work. Like I'll just do breath of fire. That's what I was essentially doing, like three minutes of breath of fire just to get this chi and this energy just like working through my body. I did a bit of kundalini. I did a bit of um, just like somatic dancing as well. Um, Just like, but breath, it was breath for me. That was Mm. the biggest thing. That, yeah, a hundred percent. I love, yes. Because we, that's something we connected on when we met. Do we connect about kundalini right away? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so my friend that I'm meeting this afternoon was teaching Kundalini yoga on the lake. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I met both of you back to back and she, her lineage is, I believe uh, bank, she's from Bangladesh, her family. And so she's a brown woman. And um, it was really nice to connect with her over Kundalini because as you know, um, my journey with Kundalini has been a bit uh, challenged in that I've, I, I accessed it through people who were, maybe culturally not maybe they were culturally appropriating Sikhism and selling capitalism but also sharing these really important tools these really dynamic energetic tools but I met a medicine woman earlier this year and she just basically yelled at me (laughs) like she was like you have to do breath of fire every day and burn this sage here take this sage and I stopped burning sage because I was like I'm a white woman I I can't do this and like breath of fire is like oh it's tough for I don't exactly know how to access yoga because blah 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 and this indigenous medicine woman was just like, do you breath of fire and burn sage? Like, for fuck's sake, woman. Yeah. yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah. You want to help people? Help yourself. Yeah. Like, get out of the yeah. way. Totally. 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 I know. And it's hard. But you, like, it, it is hard when people put taints on things. It, it is. It's hard. And, and. You know, but all we can do is continuously show up as ourself in our most authentic way um, that is balanced and not um, ego-driven or cult-like. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just it's just having all the different things for the toolbox. And they're... You know, you know, you know what works for you, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm glad you are back on the sage and breath of fire train. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. <laughs> it's a great place to be. Honestly, three minutes of breath of fire every day. It's so good. But if you ever want to just like get like freaking crazy, eleven minutes of breath of fire. Mm. Delicious. Total game changer. Total game changer. 
And like, what, what a democratic tool that like, it all just comes back to our breath. Everyone has access to their breath, even if it's just deepening your breath, bringing yeah. more intention to your breath. Something I do is, is picture a grounding cord into the earth and, you know, just like releasing like through the exhale, like all of the junk, just like the earth can hold it, you know, she's here for me. The mountains can hold it, the earth, you know, the, the ocean and just like letting it letting it flow through and like we all have this access and for me it's like like we're talking about like being okay with what's happening in the moment accepting your choices like I'm gonna do this thing so I'm gonna do it fully I'm gonna be tapped in centered and I have my breath always to come back to totally 100% yeah breath and and that really goes back to as well like chi just cultivating your own chi energy within yourself and making sure that's always flowing and moving and there's no blockages because when you ha- i feel like when you have no blockages in your system and you're cultivating the chi throughout your body you are more sovereign you're more sovereign um because it's your flow it's no one else's Mm-hmm. And we have to be sovereign to to be to show up for the collective. Like we have to have our That's right. age mm-hmm. of Aquarius. It's <laughs> sovereign in community. <laughs> so what's next? What's what's coming for us? Because you know we're learning we're learning to be grounded. We're learning to follow the flow. Just being human, like the sacredness, the spirituality, of being human. Like what's coming for us in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let me see. What's coming for the world? There is a lot of change coming. There is a lot of change coming. There's a lot of, um, this goes from like now until like 2026 is what I can see. And it's like, um, like I can see water crashing. I can see like earthquakes and, you know, but it's nothing to be fearful of. It's just earth shifting densities you know it's just the same way we internally are clearing stuff from our system that's the same way the earth is doing it too so this is why it's super important for us to be able to find our space in the tornado like you have because the tornado is going to keep going and and this is sovereignty the world outside of you is never going to stop the world outside of you is not all going to just be put into place and this is right and this is right and this is right and this is right. Nothing outside of you is going to fill a void within you. And it might be a little void for a little bit, but then the circumstances are going to change again. So the most important thing that we can do as humans is find our centered space in the tornado, but then be accepting and okay that sometimes we're going to get sucked into the tornado every now and then. And that's also okay too, because we've got the tools and we've got the awareness to get back to the center of it. You know, we, we know we, we can't expect to just be sitting in the tornado and be like, (laughs) like we have to like accept that sometimes the tornado is going to suck you in and then but we're all of a sudden going to be like oh my god the tornado just sucked me in what do I need to do and then it doesn't take too long to get back it's a dance it's a dance you know so allow the outside world to do whatever it needs to do practice the dance and coming back to the center and then remember to have fun. Mm. Mm. Fun being the key. 
Um, what would you say to people who are who've made their life's work or their advocacy around trying to change the outside world, like working in politics or activism, you know, fighting that very, very moral good fight and yet is feeling more and more hopeless and more and more. I know a lot of people right now who are we're looking at the heat rising and looking at the stagnation of our political systems and have no hope. Uh, what everyone we need desire right we're humans we need a desire for change like that's part of the soul evolution and the growth and all of that like we need all of that and again it comes down to the truth not being black or white it's more whole and what is someone else's purpose and what's another person's purpose like they know in their bones what their purpose is right but to help with the feeling of helplessness they have to get to a space within themselves where they're actively embodying 100%, you know, what it is they want to change in the world or what it is that they want to do. Like they're living in their 100% truth, not in their uh, hero complex of I'm doing this to try and be a better human. Like if you're actually embodying this fully, then that's when the shifts in your world vibrationally actually start to take form. So it all, even though, yes, there is outside things that we need to, you know, fight for in order to get changed and things like that, but essentially it always starts with here, always. So when you embody it and when you're not doing it just to be the nice guy or the hero or whatever, when you actually believe it with everything self in your being, like that's when your environment will just naturally start to shift. It's like when you start doing, you know, healing for yourself and then all of a sudden you start to see your family starting to like shift and their perspective starting to shift without even saying a word. Just vibrationally, that just starts to happen anyway. So I think the same thing can be applied. Ah, I hear you. I hear you. Embodiment, fully embodying. Um, I think often of this story, I was out at Ferry Creek uh, documenting on the front lines. This is a place where there's these beautiful old growth growth forests that are being logged for profit. And there was a, a large group of people out there trying to stop that. And one day I was at the media tent at the camp and it was just a mess. Like it was dirty and everyone was stressed out. And I was just like trying to get all this work done, which also seems futile. Cause you're like just sending these missives out into the world. Like this is bad. It's like, what's happening. And you're like, oh, I'm not getting anything done. My friend was like, can we go down to the river and take a break? You know? And I was like, you know, the ego was like, no, we have to keep working and da 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 hero complex. We got to save everything. And then, you know, the, the smarter part of me was like, yeah, let's go down to the river and take a break. We go to the river and just like have a really beautiful, relaxing time. And we come back up and someone had reorganized the whole media center. They'd set up a table. They'd like cleaned up all the cords and it was just like a beautiful space to be in. Like, and I was like, what? You know, like the whole, this whole reality shifted when I took a break. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, And I, I've been thinking like part of my my tornado vortal shifting paradigm of the past week <laughs> has been like clicking into like, what are my priorities? And like, yes, I have all of these beautiful impulses to like talk about this and do that and learn about this and advocate for that. But like, where where am I being embodied and what's present? Like, I want to live 
I want to grow my own food. I want to have that space, you know, and I want to have the sovereignty of, of clean water and access to, to nutrition. And so how does, what does that look like for me in my day to day? And when I focus on that, what falls away? Because all of a sudden, like your interaction with time changes, like the density of time, density is so interesting to me. Like you talk about things mattering or not mattering. It's like matter density. And then, um, you know, like, my my changing experience of time has been like this sort of density in like a focus on what needs to be focused on. And then everything else is just kind of like ephemeral and like, oh, I don't that's not important. And um, yeah, so thank you for all of these reflections. Oh, what a beautiful space to get to, you know, and it goes back to the, the words that my favorite word of the week. Is it an energetic liability? And if it is. It's going away. Goodbye. I just don't have time. When you know who you are in your core and when you know what your purpose is and what you want to do here, and I know my higher self and my oracle, and, like, when I'm clear, that's going to just be better for everyone on the planet. So if I'm going to have anything that steps in the way of that, it's gone. And then it's funny. Oh, God, we could talk for five years. But, um, like, you know, I, I was thinking, like, you know, then it's that thing is, like, am I being selfish and blah, blah, blah. But it's it's not. You have to come back to by me being able to show up as my fully best self. That's the best thing for everybody else. And that's not selfish. That's not selfish. That is not selfish. It's selfish if you're, like, cutting off one limb to try and help somebody else who doesn't really want to be, like, you know, it's kind of like it's all backwards and icky. I don't want any icky energy. No icky energy. Ick. No. And a lot of that martyrdom that here, like, that is icky. And I've seen that. Yeah. I've experienced, you know, you try to help from this place of martyrdom, you're not helping anybody. And we all, we all do it. We've all done it. Right. And, and I just am so clear now. I know what's icky and I know what's not like, you know, I had a friend who I know it's been a little bit icky for a little bit. And, you know, you just know when a chapter's coming to an end. Right. And we've been friends for a really long time and I could feel the ickiness and I kind of ignored the ickiness for a while. And, you know, I was like, the universe is going to blow this up one way or another soon. And sure enough, it did. And I was just like, yeah, I just can't like, and I'm so blessed and lucky that my commitment to non ickiness, the universe reflects that back to me now. Mm, mm. And the more you do it, the more you embody it, the more supported you feel. And the easier it gets because you just you you have these experience and you have these embodied experience where you're like, oh yeah, that worked out. And I trusted that. Like when I had that feeling, I trusted that, and that worked out, and it showed me like clearly. So clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is part of what you do in your Oracle sessions for people. And you've also started the mothership, which <laughs> I'm a part of. And I'm so grateful for because I personally yearn so much for community. And um, I've been really excited to be finding more community in person, but also these online spaces because we're living online and we're accessing tools online. And the mothership has has tarot insights, kundalini classes, which I was so stoked on, your regular channel med- meditations and all sorts of other fun things. And it's so um, 
affordable to you've really made it accessible for people which thank you so much for creating this space and and allowing people to tap into it without breaking the bank yeah yeah no I'm I'm happy with it too and it's yeah so my work previous to this I owned meditation apps so I've built communities before and you know so I've had a couple of like practices you know and now this is my thing and I know it doesn't have to be expensive like you know if people want to jump on they can like I don't want it I don't want to like the last two businesses I did it was like I've got to keep striving and being my masculine and blah 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 and I just cannot be fucked with that anymore I just can't it's just I'm done so I'm like if you want to join join if not don't worry about it you know and so I kept the price point low you know, and it's always flowing. Like I'm meeting all these new people and, you know, I've got different people lined up, but it's not like a strict thing, but it's just alignment. It's it's a very aligned community and it just, I let it move the way it needs to move. So, yeah, it's awesome. Mm. And I can't wait to have you in there to do the tarot workshop. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs> to take it for a trial run. Um, the official date of the workshop is the, 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 the Lionsgate on August 8th. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna um, do a fun little trial in the mothership beforehand, which is gonna be really great. I've been really having fun uh, feeling into what I'm sharing and and how I want to present it, and it's like it keeps surprising me, which is awesome. which is really cool. And yeah, that's been part of my growth this past little while. It's like the tarot just brings me so much joy, like. It's an it's an infinite treasure hunt. And like, I just I love it. And like, it keeps connecting dots. But there's been like some like guilt around it. Like, is this really what I should be doing? And like, also, like, I because I've had so many um, challenging experiences with with spirituality, like, I don't want to be just another person who's like selling like, I, I can't, that's not how I I'm not capable of showing up that way. I try and like it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel right. No, no, you're doing really well. Yeah. You're doing really well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's interesting, the portal. So I just want to say this because I'm in Vancouver right now, uh, Coast Salish territory, and we have these this this mountain range, this beautiful mountain range, and there's two – It's people call it the two lions, and their bridge from downtown to the North Shore is called Lionsgate. Lionsgate what? Bridge. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that I've heard um, an indigenous woman, like a local, one of the host nations, talk about uh, the so-called lions in the mountain. And she's like, well, we referred to them as the two sisters. Um, and she's like, you know, what? we can, you know, we can call them Leos, you know, <laughs> like meet in the middle. Um, and that's really interesting to me. And especially. And you're there. What's that? And you're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lions are such an interesting symbol. Like we see them, like everyone's seen them, like guarding banks, guarding homes, like especially like in that kind of sphinx position with the hand over the globe. Um, It's it's a very very powerful and it's strength, right? Key eight or eleven, depending on like that little vortex in the tarot of the two major arcana, where you're like, well, which number is it? You know, but strength or lust is is the woman like holding the lion's mouth open, just like with the gentleness and grace and the lion is our, uh, you know, us overcoming our animal animal nature and being self-actualized and being the human, but like with the the mental awareness to navigate. Mm. That felt so nice on my body when you were saying that. Mm. Um, and which is essentially like if we go back to the tarot that like I kind of 
and how I interpreted it of how this was going to go, it was like overcoming your own inner battles. And then that's kind of how we're ending the the whole conversation with the strength tarot card, the lion's gate, she's holding it with grace, you know, and overcoming and just like, and, and this is what I hope people can take out of this conversation that we've had today is just like full acceptance of mm. self in all forms, however that looks, the good, the bad, the ugly, acceptance of your decisions, acceptance of all of that and just kind of dancing the dance and finding your way back to the centre of the the tornado. Yes, yes. If you're listening right now, we're dancing. There's uh, some swaying going <laughs> on. <laughs> just vibing <laughs> out. Yeah. We're dancing. Oh. <laughs> you got to start some dance parties on the mothership. Right? I know. I know. I did do one. There was a somatic dance one with um, Lena. That was really cool. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to do a dance party. Of course I'm going to do a dance party. That's a great idea. They did that within the yoga community I was in. So it's not – they, you know, they would host dance parties every once in a while, like, for the online community. And, like, it's actually really like, sweet, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that. Like, yeah. that's so grand for me. I'm, thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Well, thank you for being here. It's so nice to share a space with you and chat about all of this. And I, I love every time we connect, I always walk away just feeling like bubbly and bright. And you're just such a joyful spirit. And you're just spreading so much love on the planet. So I'm so grateful thank to know you. Thank you for the chat. And yeah, it was it, if anyone has any questions about anything, feel free to reach out to both of us. But love it. Yeah, what the, the you're at Molly Jane on Instagram. Um, yeah, Molly Jane on Instagram. You can yeah. see what I'm about, what I do. Or, <laughs> well, you don't have to. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, we're good at the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the people who are meant for you are finding you, and uh, yeah. I love the breeziness. Yeah. It's it's something I'm taking. I'm, I'm learning <laughs> through you. Yeah. Well, it, we, we can't miss uh, what's for us. Yeah, there's so much grasping, and that's uh, that that's what causes the suffering, right? Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of that. Like I'm yeah. tired of that. I just uh, no longer. Yeah. No rights. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my oh, love. Beautiful. Thank you. Recording stopped.